Hey everyone, welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. Hey, thanks for joining us today as we continue to walk through the book of Luke. Today we find ourselves in Luke chapter 3. Now this is a great chapter. I love the genealogy portion. You know, Luke is different than Matthew. Luke uh, traces Jesus' genealogy all the way back to Adam and then God, while Matthew's genealogy traces Jesus' lineage back to Abraham. And this just shows some of the difference in their goals. We saw Matthew, he was very focused on showing that Jesus is the fulfillment. He is the the, the promised Messiah, the King of the Jews. Well, while Luke, Luke has a bit more of a universalistic impression of Jesus as being the Messiah for all mankind. And so we see that Jesus is descendant of Adam, just like you and I, right? Like we're all humanity together. And so that's one of the, the cool differences between the two gospels. But what I want to look at, I want to look at part of uh, John the Baptist's story. You know, John the Baptist is the forerunner for Jesus Christ. John the Baptist helped prepare the way. And we're going to see some of that. And, and I want to hear his message and his message of repentance. And I want to connect that to the gospel. And so if you want to jump in with me, we're in Luke chapter 3, starting in verse 14. Well, let's, uh, let's jump in. It says, or I, I said chapter 3, starting in 14, but we're going to start in verse 3 and end up in 14. It says, And he, John the Baptist, went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooks shall become straight and the rough places shall become level ways and all flesh will, will, shall see the salvation of God. He said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruit with keep in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What shall we do? What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none. And whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. And he said to them, and they said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. <clears throat> Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, do not exhort, extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation and be content with your wages. Now, this is, uh, this is great because John is preaching this baptism of repentance that people come to him and, and he is, he's preparing the way. He's talking about the ultimate um, account of all things. Ultimately, Jesus, he's going to flatten out the high places and, and fill in the low places. He's going to make the crooked paths straight. This is, this is the promised Messiah who's going to right the world. He's going to be the ultimate and perfect judge. And as John prepares the way, 
he is preaching a, a message of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He's calling people to repent of their sins. As, as they trust in the Messiah, as they trust in the coming Savior, he's calling them to repent, which is to turn away from their, their sinful lifestyle, to change their thinking about their life. Their, their thinking is, oh, I am going to, I'm going to hoard. And so I'm going to hold on to two tunics. I'm going to to take care of only myself. And so I'm going to have enough food for me and not for others. Or I'm a tax collector and I'm going to, I'm going to collect more than I should. Or I'm a soldier and so I'm going to use my power and the fact that I can intimidate others to, to make life easier for me. And John is saying, no, you need to repent. But in that, he says this phrase, and, and I want us to look at this, verse eight. He says, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able to raise, God is able from these stones to raise up children of Abraham. Now this, this phrase, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. He's saying, don't, don't say you're repenting. Don't be baptized saying you're repenting and then go and live life exactly how you've lived it in the past. He says, that is that's not repentance. He says true repentance, true repentance demonstrates change. And how much more so for those who are in Christ. See, you and I, we have a great advantage over these people who are coming and they were coming for John's baptism because we have the advantage of, of knowing Jesus and his death that, that covers, that pays the price for all of our sins and his resurrection that gives us new life. We have the advantage of the spirit of God that dwells in us, guiding us in truth. In fact, we have the advantage of our own baptism. When we look at when we were baptized and we remember that we were baptized in Christ, we, we share in his death. Our old life is gone. Our old life is dead. Our life of sin is dead and buried. And we now share in the newness. We now walk in the newness of life in Jesus Christ. This just reminds us that you and I, because we are in Christ, we are to bear fruit keeping with repentance, we are to live and walk a brand new life. You know, what does that mean? That means that we, we no longer live like the world. In John's day, in Jesus's day, living like the world meant that if you had two tunics, you kept them both. But, but if you bear fruit keeping with repentance, it meant that if you have two tunics, you, you find someone who needs, who has a need and you share it. What does that look like today? It looks like being generous. If you find yourself in a spot where you have all your needs met, you can be generous with what you have. You, you can look to your community, you look to, look to your family, you can look to your church, you can say, who is it that has needs that I can care for them? You know, I, I've got a friend, uh, as I coach softball and baseball, I've got someone that helps coach and he said, hey, you know what? I want to buy everyone's softball and baseball socks this year. Just a, a small gesture, right? This is someone that says, I, financially, I, I'm being provided for and I want to just, I want to pass it on. I want to care for others. This is someone who's not thinking only of themselves, but someone who is thinking of others. This is bearing fruit, keeping with repentance. For the tax collector, it was, how can I use my position to gain more? 
How can I use my my authority to gain more? Same with the soldier. It says, I have I have power. How can I take my power and look out for myself? No, when we bear fruit, keeping with repentance, what we do is we say, How can I use my power or my position to care for others, to look out for the needs of other people? It's this is the freedom we have in the gospel of Jesus Christ as we care for others instead of just looking out for ourselves. But, but look how John connects it to um, kind of an assumption of spiritual ability. He says, look at, look at just because you have Abraham as your father, just because you have a, a spiritual heritage does not mean that you're automatically going to be uh, walking in line with, with the ways of God. He says, no, God can take a stone and make that stone a child of Abraham, just like God can take Christ through his death and resurrection, and he can make it so salvation belongs not just to the Jew, but to the Gentile. It's a free gift to all people. So he says, don't take it for granted. Instead, bear fruit keeping with repentance. This is the ancient, this is the ancient way for our modern day for us right now. It's to recognize the gift of the gospel and then to freely walk in the gift of the gospel as we bear fruit keeping with repentance. So what is it that you are, uh, that you're living into that is, that is opposite of bearing fruit? What are the aspects of your life that do not walk in light of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Listen, this is not bear fruit so that you will be saved. This is you are saved. And so now live the life of salvation. Live in the joy and the freedom and the hope that comes in knowing Christ. Don't live selfishly, but live selflessly. This is the ancient way. For our modern day. Now, I, I hope this is encouraging, and I, I hope you tune in tomorrow as we continue into Luke chapter 4.